Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. The Bible says, When Yeshua came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, He asked His disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Messiah, the Son of the living Elohim. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's look at Matthew chapter 22. In this particular message, I want to look at a scripture in the gospel according to Matthew. And I want to examine the person of the Messiah in light of both his own statement and a messianic prophecy from which he obtained his particular statement. We'll begin in Matthew 22, verse 41. The Bible reads, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Yeshua asked them, saying, What think ye of Messiah? Whose son is he? They say unto him, The son of David. If you'll notice, if you're reading out of the King James like I am, when it says, The son of David, the words, The son, are italicized. And a little fact that you should remember is whenever words in the Bible are italicized, that is, they look slanted, it means that they did not appear in the original writings of the Bible. But sometimes they're put in for clarification and they don't distort the meaning. And I think this is one of those cases. It doesn't distort the meaning because the question is, whose son is the Messiah? So they say, of David or the son of David. It doesn't distort the meaning. But the question was given about the sonship of the Messiah. The Messiah himself asks the Pharisees basically this. Who is the father of the Messiah? Or who is the Messiah descended from? And the answer that they give is the son of David. Let's look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says, The book of the generation of Yeshua the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now, this passage says that Yeshua the Messiah is the son of David, and that David is the son of Abraham. Now, David is not the son of Abraham like Isaac is. Abraham had a son that came directly after him through Sarah, his wife, named Isaac. But David is a son of Abraham, meaning a descendant of Abraham. And Yeshua is a son of David, Matthew 1.1, meaning a descendant of David. That's the meaning of the text here. And so this passage would show us that Yeshua is the son of David. Look at Matthew chapter 21. This is the story where the Messiah comes riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. This is shortly before his impalement on the torture stake on the cross. And in Matthew 21, verse 9, the Bible says, And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Now, they're crying this to the Messiah. The word Hosanna means save now, save right now. And they say Hosanna to the son of David. They identify him as David's son. And then they say, blessed is he that cometh in the name. Now, the King James says of the Lord. But this is actually a quotation from Psalm 118. If you look at Psalm 118, the word that is used there is Yahweh. And so they were saying, blessed is he that cometh in the name of Yahweh. Hosanna in the highest. 
Verse 15. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. They didn't want the children crying out, Hosanna to the son of David. Save now, son of David. And said unto him, the chief priest said unto him, verse 16, Hearest thou what these say? And Yeshua saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise. And so he said, listen, do not make the children hold their peace. Yahweh has perfected praise out of the mouth of babes and even those that are still nursing. He's perfected praise. And they're crying out, Hosanna to the son of David. So he did not rebuke them for calling him the son of David. Look at Luke chapter 1, verses 27 through 35. We have the case where Gabriel, an angel, an angelic being, came to Miriam, a virgin, who was a spouse to Joseph. Before they had come together, this angel came to her and he told her that she was going to conceive miraculously. There were many miraculous births in the Bible. Sarah birthed miraculously. Elizabeth birthed miraculously. There were other women that were barren and Yahweh opened their womb miraculously. But this one was going to be a little bit different. This one wasn't just going to be an old woman that was barren or just a barren woman. This was going to be a virgin, a chaste virgin that was going to conceive. And the angel told her that this was going to happen. And in verse 32, it says, He shall be great. The child you're going to have is going to be great. And he shall be called the Son of the Highest. And King James says, The Lord God. The Greek text reads, Kurios o Theos. We could say, Yahweh the Almighty. And Yahweh the Almighty shall give unto him the throne of his father David. So Gabriel, commissioned by none other than Yahweh, said that Yahweh was going to give this child the throne of his father David. Now once again, we know that Yeshua was not the son of David like Solomon was, but David was his father, meaning his ancestor. He did descend from the Davidic line. He was the fulfillment, actually, of the promise of the king that would sit upon the throne of David. Which, if you study in detail, was actually the throne of Yahweh, but we don't have time to get in that, into that right now. But the point that I'm bringing out here is that the Messiah is the son of David. The Bible makes that very clear. Look at Acts chapter 2. You know, the more I get into the second chapter of the book of Acts, the more I get overwhelmed with what it has to teach. It is amazing what the first sermon that Peter preached here on the Feast of Weeks. Peter had just got finished quoting from the prophet Joel. And then he picks it up in verse 22 and he says, Ye men of Israel. He's speaking to Israelites. Men of Israel. Who the whole Bible was written about during the Old Covenant. The Israelites. Yahweh was the Elohim or the Almighty of the Israelite people. And so he says, Ye men of Israel. Hear these words. Yeshua of Nazareth. A man approved of Elohim among you by miracles and wonders and signs which Elohim did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of Elohim, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom Elohim hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Now let's stop right there for a second and comment on these verses a little bit. Number one, Yeshua of Nazareth was a man that was approved of Elohim. The text says that. And Elohim did many signs and wonders. Who did the signs and the wonders? 
Yahweh Elohim did them, but He did them by this man that He had ordained. Point number two, Yeshua was delivered up to die. This excites me. He was delivered up to die by the counsel and the foreknowledge of Yahweh. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 calls Him the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. And that doesn't mean He was literally hanging up on the cross with the Father. But it means that in the Father's mind in His plan, this was already as good as done. It was going to happen. And no one could thwart the plan of Yahweh. Yahweh had it planned out from the beginning. Now, verse 24, let's read it again. It says, Whom Elohim hath raised up. Who raised up the Messiah? Elohim raised up the Messiah. Having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. Now, I want you to key in and think about that. It was not possible that Yeshua could remain in the grave. Why? Because the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of Yahweh said, no, 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 no. I've got it in my plan. He's going to die for the sins of humanity. And He's going to resurrect. You may try to make Him not resurrect. You may try to kill Him at your own time. But it's already in my counsel and in my plan. And you cannot thwart my plan. Which was with Him in the beginning. Verse 25. Coming on the heels of 24, He says, For David speaketh concerning him. Now he says, listen, it's not possible that this man could be held in death. For David spoke concerning him. David spoke concerning the Messiah. Now something that David said here in these next verses had to do with the Messiah. But let's read these. First, David says, I foresaw Yahweh. This is in Psalm 16, verse 8. Lord is in all capital letters, signifying that the name Yahweh belongs there. I foresaw Yahweh always before my face. For he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. David says Yahweh is on my right hand and I'm not going to be moved. This is something that we will get into in a later message. What it means to be at someone's right hand. But David had Yahweh at his right hand. He had him at his right hand and he was not going to be moved. He was not going to be shaken. Verse 26. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. David says his flesh is going to rest in hope. Why? Because thou, Yahweh, who's at my right hand, will not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. David says Yahweh's at my right hand. He says I'm not going to be moved. My tongue was glad. My heart rejoiced. He said I know that you're not going to leave my soul in hell. Hell here does not mean like modern Christianity believes, a forever burning lake of fire. This is not what this passage is talking about. Many, many times when the Bible uses the English word hell, it means the grave. The Greek word here is Hades. It's it's an offshoot of the Hebrew word Sheol. And it means the abode of the dead, where we put people when they die, in a grave, in a tomb. And David says, you're not going to leave my soul in the grave in hell. That's what he's saying. You're not going to leave me in the tomb. You're not going to allow me David speaking, to see corruption, which goes along with the hell part. You're not going to let my body decay or corrupt, rot. The flesh on my bones is not going to rot away where I'm just bones that can be put in an ossuary box later on. Verse 29, Peter continues, and Peter says, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David. Patriarch means our father David, our ancestor. 
that he is both dead and buried. And his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Now why does Peter say this? Well, Peter just got through quoting David in Psalm 16. But after he quoted David, he said, listen, I want to talk a little bit about David. And I'm going to tell you, he's dead, he's buried, and his sepulchre's with us to this day. We all know that. So what in the world was he talking about? That his soul was not going to be left in hell. And his body was not going to see corruption. Verse 30, Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that Elohim had sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Messiah to sit on his throne. David was a prophet. And he prophesied in Psalm 16 that his soul would not be left in hell. But David was not talking about his body literally. David knew that there was going to be someone of the fruit of his loins that would come out of the line of David, the house of Judah, according to the flesh, and Yahweh would raise up the Messiah to sit on the throne of David. Verse 31. He, speaking of David, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of the Messiah, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his flesh see corruption. And so this explains it for us. David was talking about someone from the fruit of his loins. David saw this before. David prophesied about this. But it took place later on when the Messiah died, was buried, and he resurrected. Well, as we're turning back to Matthew chapter 22, the point is, is that Yeshua was the son of David. He was the descendant of David. So the Pharisees were correct. He said, what think you of the Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David. They were correct. They got the answer right. Or at least they got the answer partially right. Look at Matthew 22, verse 43. In verse 42, he says, what think you of Messiah? Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. He saith unto them, how then doth David in spirit call him master, saying? The King James reads, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. Let's stop here for a second. The answer by the Pharisees begged another question. And Yeshua answered an answer with another question. He said, How did David in the Spirit, that is by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, call the Messiah Master? And so this question posed an obvious discrepancy in what the Pharisees had said. If Yeshua was only the son or the descendant of David, how can David rightly refer to his descendant as being his master? I don't tell my son Benjamin, Master, what shall I make me for breakfast this morning? I say son. I call him son. I don't call my son my master. He's my descendant. And so there was something a little bit more or a lot bit more. That the Pharisees were missing. They were right. The Messiah was the son of David. They were right. But they weren't all the way right. In verse 44, Yeshua quotes from a Messianic psalm. Psalm 110, verse 1. Because verse 44 is verbatim of Psalm 110, we'll just read it here in verse 44 for the time being. The King James says, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. Notice very carefully that David is the one that's speaking. David called him master, saying, and then the psalm is quoted. David starts speaking. Now, this is a key point as to why and how important it is that we reinsert Yahweh's name in the biblical text. Because if we don't have it here, the text can become extremely confusing. The King James uses the word Lord twice. 
But in reality, it is only supposed to be used once. The first Lord in Psalms 110 verse 1 is in all capital letters. Most of your King James Bibles in the beginning tells you, as I've said in this message, when Lord appears in all capital letters, is to signify that the name YHWH belonged in the actual ancient biblical text. And so it would do us well just to simply cross out that first the Lord. Just cross it out because it's not supposed to be there in your Bible. That was placed in by the traditions of man. But the second word Lord is not Yahweh. The second word Lord is the Hebrew word Adonai. Now, Adonai is a word that is similar to Adon in Hebrew or Adonai. David calls this second Lord my Lord, my Master. Not the first one. David says, Yahweh said to Adonai. Yahweh speaks to the master of David. That which was said to the master of David was said by Yahweh. And he said this, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Matthew 22, verse 45 through 46, Messiah ends by saying, If David then calls him master or Adonai, how is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Yeshua ends his questioning by saying that if David called this son of his, this descendant of his, master, there's something that's not kosher. There's something that's not right. Now, as we've seen by examining all of what the Scriptures has to say, Yeshua was not and could not be denying his sonship in David. The point was, he was testing them to see if they believed the Messiah was the Son of Yahweh. You see, in our main text in these messages, in Matthew 16, a very similar question was asked by the Messiah to Peter. Whom say ye that I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Messiah, the Son of the living Elohim. Peter got it by revelation. The Messiah said, You're right. Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. So the Father in heaven revealed who the Messiah was to Peter. The problem in Matthew 22 is this. The Pharisees needed to recognize that Yeshua was the Son of Almighty Yahweh. That's how David could call Him Master in the Spirit. If this man was only a descendant of David, then something's not right. But if this man is a descendant of Yahweh... David can then call him master. As it says, the Pharisees were not able to gainsay against him. They could not answer him a word and they did not ask him any more questions. Let's look at Psalm 110. The King James says, The Lord said unto my Lord. Once again, the first word Lord, look at it. If you have the King James Bible, it's in all capital letters. That means the name Yahweh belongs there. Yahweh said unto my... The second Lord is a capital L but a small O-R-D. It is the Hebrew word Adonai. And the word Adonai, we don't have time to get into it today. Adonai is used 195, 198 times in the Old Testament. And it is never used of Yahweh. It is always used of a human superior, or occasionally, two times, it's used of an angelic being, the angel of Yahweh. But never is it used of Yahweh. But David calls this second Lord his master. David speaks and says, Yahweh says unto Adonai, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Psalm 110 verse 1 
teaches us an awesome point about Yeshua's divine sonship. It teaches us why and how David could call this Messiah my master. This Messiah, this master of Psalm 110 verse 1, was not only a descendant of David, he was a descendant of Yahweh. Yahweh was his father, which once again lines up perfectly with Matthew 16. He's the son of the living Elohim. But not only does Psalm 110 verse 1 prove to us an awesome point about Yeshua's divine sonship, it also proves to us that He is not Almighty Yahweh. Notice in Psalm 110 verse 1, David says, Yahweh said unto Adonai. Yahweh is not speaking to Himself. Yahweh is talking to David's master. There is a Lord there, a master there, that Yahweh is speaking to, and He is inviting this Adonai, this master, to sit at His right hand. This master is none other than His Son. Psalm 110 verse 1 is quoted or alluded to over 20 times in the New Testament. And every time it's referring to the Messiah. And so Yahweh speaks and He says, My son, David's master, sit at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So Yahweh is telling His son to sit at His right hand. In other words, until the enemies of Yeshua are conquered. That's what it means by footstool. I'm going to make thy enemies thy footstool. You're going to put your feet on them. They're going to be conquered. That's what that means. Now, you may say, Brother Matthew, now as I've been listening to these messages, it appears to me that you believe that Yeshua did not literally pre-exist as another spirit being, but His existence came in with His conception. And I believe that it did. Luke one thirty five gives us the reason that He's called the Son of Elohim. It was because of the miraculous conception. That's why He was called the Son of Elohim. Not, not because of anything back before the conception, but because of the conception. But you may say, well, how in the world was Yahweh talking to the Messiah in Psalm 110 then? If He wasn't back there, pre-existing with Him, as you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses believe in some Messianic groups and circles, how in the world was He talking to the Messiah? He said, Yahweh says unto my Master, David speaking. Well, He was talking to the Messiah in prophecy. I want you to remember the first part of this message in Acts chapter 2. When David said in Psalm 16, Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Now did that mean that the Messiah died, was buried, and was resurrected back during the writing of the book of Psalms? Or was David speaking in prophecy about what would happen in the future? David said it in Psalms. He said, you're not going to leave my soul in hell. He was speaking of the fruit of his loins according to the flesh. It was fulfilled in the Messiah when his soul was not left in hell. And it was not even possible that his soul could be left in hell. Because it would thwart the plan of Yahweh. Yahweh already had it laid out. I know this because Yahweh does not invite his son, David's master, to sit at his right hand until after the resurrection. Not before. Ephesians 1, verse 15. Wherefore I also... After I heard of your faith in the Master Yeshua and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17. That the Elohim of our Master Yeshua the Messiah. Notice that Yeshua the Messiah has an Elohim. King James says, the God of our Lord, Yeshua the Christ. Yeshua has a God. He has an Elohim. 
He's the God or the Elohim of our Master Yeshua the Messiah. The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe according to the working of His mighty power. And He tells us in verse 20 about this working of His mighty power. Which He, this Father of glory, the Elohim of our Master Yeshua the Messiah, He wrought it in the Messiah when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in heavenly places. Yeshua was not invited to sit at the right hand of Yahweh before His resurrection. But He was invited to sit at His right hand after the resurrection. And thanks be to Yahweh, that's where He is right now. And that's why when Stephen was being stoned, he looked up and he saw the glory of Elohim and Yeshua the Messiah standing on His right hand. That's why the Bible teaches us that Yeshua is at the right hand of Yahweh. And there's a meaning to that, and we'll get to that next week. But thanks be to Yahweh, He's there. And He mediates for us and He intercedes for us when we pray to Yahweh through Him. Is Yeshua the son of David? Yes, absolutely. Is He the son of Yahweh? We better hope that He is. Is He Yahweh Almighty? I'll let you be the judge. Let's stand and close in a word of prayer.